0: You're listening to Ottawa's Baseball Show. It's Around the Diamond with Diamond Dante and Mike Nellis on CKDJ 1079, home of the Ottawa champions.
1: Is that the greatest ever? This is well hit out to deep left. Chambers is back. He looks up and it's off the top of the wall. Fires it back into second base and... Near home run to being thrown out at second base. Big time throw from Adrian Chambers. Right on the money.
2: 1 2 pitch. Chambers down the right field line. Stay fair. It will. Two more and it goes. One run is in. Two. How about a third? Here comes Molina. Chambers flying into third with a triple. Chambers slaps it the other way, here comes Jay, here comes the throw, he is, save, the Cardinals win, Chambers does it in 14.
0: Welcome to the August 27th edition of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9. And uh, what a show we have planned for you. We're just going to get right into things as a former St. Louis Cardinal and former World Series champion with the Cardinals in 2011. Adron Chambers will join us in our next segment. And, uh, I mean, what an interview we have planned for you. We're going to go back through his highlights of his career and uh, some of the moments that, um, as you can hear, I played a little bit of the clips before this segment, but some of the moments that he had in his career and uh, what a talk with him as well.
1: Yeah, we're going to take that to you in in, in just a little while. But, uh, yeah, Adron Chambers just has so many baseball memories and and football memories, too, uh, which uh, we will let you find out what we're talking about because uh, he's a multi-sport athlete. But, yeah, no, he's a really interesting guy to talk to, and we had a good time.
0: And, of course, um, in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the major leagues, uh, some key stories coming out of this week, and then uh, we're going to have a full half-an-hour segment Uh, with Adron Chambers. That's uh, segment two, three, and four. And then we're going to talk about some big news coming out of the Ottawa champions. Eric Gagne signing with the team to start up September 5th. But we'll get to that in just uh, in our final segment. Uh, But some big news going around as um, coming out of Oakland, Mike. I mean, who would have thought we'd be talking about Oakland at this point? You know, bottom uh, in their division. But uh, there's been something going on there between Billy Butler and Danny Valencia And it pretty much, um, just to sum it up for you, uh, Valencia told representatives uh, that, you know, he was using non-spikes. Butler, on the other side, told the representatives, just to kind of go quickly through this, that he never uses those spikes and that they should drop the endorsement deal. Valencia eventually heard, came out of the locker room and went up to Butler and told him not to talk to him like that. Some words which changed, and Valencia ended up punching Butler in the face, knocking him out, and now he's on the seven-day DL with con- with concussion symptoms. So uh, something that's not going on too too well in Oakland. Butler and Val- or sorry, Valencia came out afterwards and said these things happen in the locker room. Josh, Re- uh, sorry, not Josh Reddick, um, but Stephen Vogue came- also came out and said these things happen in the locker room all the time. But this is just the first time you're hearing it. But as far as I'm concerned. Words are okay, but you just can't punch a guy in the face.
1: And, you know, we, we heard about this, you know, a couple weeks ago with Josh Donaldson and John Gibbons yeah. as well with the Toronto Blue Jays. And those two guys came out and said, ah, oh, it's just nothing, right? And Josh Donaldson was even joking about it just because it just didn't really mean all that much. You know, these guys are grown men, right? And uh, it, it, if you ask me, it's kind of... It, <sighs> It's not the way they should be acting. It really isn't. Uh, And I think the reason why people are a little bit upset about it when they hear about this is because when you're in your job, you're not settling differences with people this way. But it's baseball. It's a little different. There's a culture surrounding it. And these things do happen. So I wouldn't necessarily be too worried about that. But at the same time, honestly, was this really about cleats? I doubt that it was really about cleats. Those two <laughs> players probably had something else that were go- what was going well, on. We can't say anything about that because we weren't in the clubhouse. Um, but again, the athletics are downplaying it. You'd expect them to downplay it in media because they don't want to make this into a, a bigger thing and a bigger distraction. But uh, you know what? In the end, these guys are going to figure it out.
0: Well, Valencia having an excellent season, hitting over 300. And all of a sudden doesn't get any playing time. And I think that's another reason why he's been kind of upset. He asked for a trade at the deadline. They didn't move him, Mike. And this is a guy who's performed well with the athletics since coming over from the Jays as they picked him up off waivers last year. And they're playing the young guns instead of Valencia. And he's not happy about that at this point.
1: Yeah, and I, I get that, you know, in, in, in. It's a different situation for the Oakland Athletics because they're prepping for the future. Danny Valencia is not the future. He's 31 years old. And, uh, you know, he might be around for a little bit longer, but let's face it, in the end, he's not going to be the starting uh, infielder for the Oakland Athletics. He's not a guy that's going to be relied upon in the future. So you do want to get guys, uh, you know, uh, I I would say um, major league playing time. 15 home runs. And, 44 Rbis but where games. Are th- what are the athletics doing is that going to help them yeah what's going mean, to help them is it, gonna be, is it going to be is it going to be Danny Valencia coming in or is it going to be somebody else but at the same time you have this asset so if you're you you can not just move a player for nothing if you know that is that his value is high but the thing is a team is never going to give you what you want from a player if you're not showcasing that player, if you're not playing that player and showing that you as a team value that player as well they don't. because they don't. Yeah, they don't. So they're not going to get a lot for him. It, like teams are going to look at Danny Valencia. They're going to say, uh, okay, so why isn't he playing? Oh, well, uh, you know, we're just going in a different direction. No, no. Th- there's always going to be reasons and alarm bells sounding in the background that's, for these teams when guys like Valencia aren't getting playing time. That's almost
0: going to the Leafs. In, in, in hockey, they showcased some of their players and then moved them at the deadline.
1: Yeah, well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what the Ottawa 67s do, too, in the OHL. Uh, Sam Studnicka was a player—this is getting really off-topic— but yes. Sam Stydnicka was uh, was a player for the Ottawa 67s last year who was getting so much playing time, and everyone was saying, why is this guy getting playing time? Well, at the end of the year, he was traded at the deadline. So teams do this, and teams do this with players that they know are going to get traded. They play them a lot so that their value goes up. And coincidentally— not coincidentally, I should say, uh, if you don't play a player, his value is going to go down. The A's aren't playing Valencia, so they probably didn't get an offer that they liked for Valencia at the deadline. Maybe they were entertaining offers well, because he's not happy. when a player was asking for a trade, you would expect them to try and honor that because even if he isn't traded, you're not
0: going to get what you want out of him with your team, right? So um, I think Valencia would much rather either be go to the Dodgers or a contender and sit on the bench. I think so,
1: and, and and get that chance. But, I mean, really, in the end, he's going to sit on the bench either way. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it kind of sucks for him, but you know what? At the can't same time— Can't punch anyone in the face. You can't punch anybody in the face. Do you think this is going to help his value? Do no. you think he's going to get traded now? No, it's going to plummet. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't really think that he's helping himself out either.
0: No, he's not. And, uh, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. Cliff Floyd of MLB Network came out the other day and said— no, 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 no. This doesn't happen. You, nobody, just punches someone in the face. You're hurting yourself by doing that. Think like a grown man, and you know, don't go out and start uh, throwing the, you know, swings at people. As far as I'm concerned, but they played together in Kansas City, so that maybe this goes back uh, to that time. But uh, we're gonna move over a little bit and go to um, some MVP candidates, and uh, we'll start off with the AL. Incarnacion and Donaldson are candidates, along with Betts and Ortiz, Machado and Trumbo. These are three teams in the AL East, but one guy that doesn't have two players on the same team that are are in that uh, run for the MVP is Jose Altuve.
1: Yeah, and, and Altuve is a guy that hits, he, he's hitting for average, he's getting on base, he's being productive. Like, that's a guy that, that you think, you know, when, when you talk about AL MVPs and, and just a most valuable player, you're looking for a guy that is consistently productive and propelling your team into a position where they can win, and Altuve's doing that. So I think he'd be a safe bet. One guy that you left out of that, and I'm curious to know why, is why don't you have Mike Trout on your list?
0: I, I don't think so. I just I think that the guys that are there's other guys that are performing better in Donaldson, Machado, Trumbo, Ortiz, and Bet. I take bets over uh, over Trout any day of the week. Mm-hmm. At this point, I mean no, not in the long run. I think Trout's a lot better player, but at this point in the season, the Angels are in last place, in in their division. I I think that Betts is helping the Red Sox. This is a guy who hit three home runs in a game twice this season. Yeah, and I mean.
1: Don't. I, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of giving it to a DH either. So I don't think Edwin or Ortiz should win the, oh, okay. the, 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 MVP. I don't think they will. No.
0: Um,
1: I think in the end it's going to be Mike Trout. Now should really, like, this is, this isn't my choice, but I think he's going to win it. And, uh, this is what a lot of people that I've, what about Trumbo around. and Mark Trumbo there too. He he's right in the mix. He's my pick actually. That was what I was going to pick was, was Trumbo. Um, because he, he has just come onto the scene in Baltimore and completely helped the team, uh, flip upside down and he's really been a big contribution and I think you know in his first season y- you know you kind of get that that glimpse of of, of, of how much of a, an integral part of the Orioles he is because of um, how much he's helped them in a one-year span in the power category so I like Trumbo I think
0: he's the pick I like him too and, you know, he's a guy that, oh, actually, no, I'm going to have to stick to my guns. I went on the guns. I went on the press box, and I said, I bet you 20 bucks Trumbo won't win the MVP, so I'm going to have to go against it. But moving over to the NL, uh, a couple MVP candidates. Um, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo on the Cubs are big ones because, you know, how good the Cubs have been this season. Corey Seeger, the rookie in L.A., yeah. is hitting third. He's a big candidate. Uh, Murphy. On the um, on the Nationals has been uh, really good this season, and Nolan Arenado, who uh, Pedro Martinez on MLB Network still thinks should win the MVP, not only last year but this year as well.
1: I like Nolan Arenado, um, and he. But
0: people keep saying, "Oh, he plays in Colorado."
1: I know, and I, I hate mean, that. That's the same thing with Mike Trout, the Angels. You know, they're a, a bad team. <laughs> and you know Nolan Arenado and, and the Rockies aren't necessarily um, hitter's ballpark. Y- y- well, that's the thing, right? So, you know, when you're playing for the for the uh, for the Colorado Rockies, you might be helped out a little bit in that category. So, I think for that case, I, I think it's going to be somebody on the Cubs. Um, you know, whether it's Bryant, uh, you know, there, there's there's a couple different options, like you said, but um, um, in, in the end, I don't think it's Nolan Arenado.
0: No, and. If you were to pick between, but I Bryan. really did. I
1: really did like Nolan Arenado's year, and he's one of my favorite players. But yeah. I, I, I want to try to be a little objective so here. So Daniel
0: say, Murphy doesn't get your vote? Not at all.
1: Not really. No. Getting over
0: 350. Okay. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, like I, I suppose Jose Altuve. If if I'm gonna say that Altuve's a candidate, you could say that Murphy's a candidate too. Yeah. Be just because of average, but, um, in, but the, in, in the in the end, it doesn't just come down to that, right? I
0: think it comes between, uh, well. The Dodgers are in first place now. Mm-hmm. And Seager's been a guy who's there. He's hitting 27 home runs. Can you imagine
1: 200. if a rookie wins the MVP? Well,
0: what kind of story is that? And, and people have been saying, who's better, him and his brother? <laughs> his brother in Seattle. Yes, Kyle. And so um, I think it's between Bryant and Rizzo. But the difficult thing is, who do you give it to? They both have an excellent seasons. One from the left-handed side and one from the right side, which is uh, a great piece to Joe Madden's lineup as well.
1: Well, I think really in the end what they're gonna have to look at is which guy and yeah sure they're both having great years but which guy is com- contributing more to his team and I don't necess- I don't have an answer for that because I that's don't- up to the writers yeah well sure it's up, up up to the writers but like you said I can't really pick between the two I've been following it loosely but I'm I don't have a pulse on the Cubs. Uh, so, like you, I just see uh, guys like Rizzo, Fryant, you know those kinds of guys, and they, uh, and, and you know, while they're good, um, I can't really choose between the two, right? And I and, can't either. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a, a close pluck
0: or a close pick, I should say, all the way to the end in that category. And uh, before we go, I just want to touch on one quick subject. Of course, uh, the auto—I uh, sorry, not the Ottawa champions. The Toronto Blue Jays uh, have a nice soft spot here on around the diamond. The Blue Jays and Reds discussed a possible Joey Votto trade last year and in the offseason, Mike.
1: Now, uh, the report which is on the score.com also says that they would have event or they eventually elected to deal for Troy Tulowitzki instead, which I would think is a better Uh, trade for them it's a better fit for them now Joey Votto being a Canadian uh, you know at 32 years old one of the better hitters in the game but at the same time um, you know playing at first base the Jays have a couple options at first base right and or uh, and 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 you know I I think you know with Troy Tulowitzki and, and at the shortstop position, it's better. Th- they needed. To, I'm sorry, Dante, but they needed to get rid of Jose Reyes. They needed somebody else ah. at the shortstop position. He just wasn't getting the job done, and now they have one of the best guys in the game. So Troy Tulowitzki is uh, is a guy that I think that the uh, the Jays need, and it was a good decision to go for him instead of Votto.
0: I think so as well. But uh, that's going to wrap up.
1: Uh, and before we go, congratulations to Stephen Cardulo, former Ken Enley right. player, on being called up by the Colorado Rockies earlier this week.
0: You're right about that as he mm-hmm. got called up. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined with former St. Louis Cardinals, World Series champion in 2011, and current Ottawa champions outfielder Adron Chambers. That's coming up next on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. We'll be back
2: Hi, this is second baseman Albert Cartwright from the Ottawa Champion Baseball Club. You're listening to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9.
0: Welcome back to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9, home to the Ottawa Champions and sponsored by SAMBAT, the original Mapleback Corporation since 1997. I am Diamond Dante, joined here in studio with Michael Nellis for a very special guest. Joining us this evening is Ottawa Champions outfielder Adron Chambers. Adron is a former Major League outfielder also won a World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011. Adron, welcome to the show.
2: What's happening, Dante? Thank Do, you for having
0: me. No problem, and thank you so much for coming on. Now, Adron, I want to start off going to the beginning of your career and asking uh, about your time in uh, Pensacola Junior College. You got drafted in 2007 out of there in a, a late-round pick. I believe it was the 38th round. So, Adron, I mean, how tough was it to work your way through the Cardinals system starting off in rookie ball coming uh, as a late-round pick?
2: uh where can i start uh, it was wonderful you know it was it was a wonderful uh experience for me it helped me get through some years of you know um uh, being young and, and wild and you know living my life to a uh, a point where i'm at right now so uh i really appreciated the minor leagues and, and what the Cardinals uh, were able to help me understand and do, and all of those other organizations that I've been a part of.
0: And, Adron, your time at Pensacola College, what can you tell us about your time there, what you learned the most, and was there anyone, uh, coaches or people there, that kind of helped you get drafted and and be a player that you were today?
2: Of course. You know, Doug Martin, uh, I didn't even talk about my uh, Pensacola years, but, uh, yeah, you know, Pensacola Dream College, you know, I was at home. It was perfect for me. I had my family and friends and, you know, a lot of people supporting me. Uh, so, yes, most uh, definitely. Uh, Billy Hamilton, uh, it's a lot of people. Uh, uh, Pensacola is a wonderful, wonderful place. You know, they call it the city of champions, you know, and, and, and that's how what it represents. You know, it's a lot of people have my back, and, you know, uh, I really appreciate him for
1: Adron, you uh, eventually would get the call up to the major leagues uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals after you spent time in the minor leagues. And, you know, you talked about Pensacola being the city of champions. Well, uh, the the St. Louis Cardinals are an organization that has a lot of history to it. Uh, What was it like to get the call to play for the Cardinals?
2: It was, uh, at first, I really didn't even understand it. You know, I mean, I didn't understand the whole draft process. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I knew about it, but, uh, I mean, I played football coming up. And I actually went to Mississippi State, you know what I mean, to play football. So, uh, I wasn't even familiar. But at the same time, you know, it was names like Mark McGuire, you know, Ozzie Smith, you know, that you recognize. And, you know, knowing uh, how great they were. And I mean, I was able to play, you know, for Mark McGuire. You know, he was my hitting coach, or with, I should say. But, um yeah, man, it was uh, it was unbelievable. You know, St. Louis is a great organization, and as you see, they continue to be a great organization. Know, I mean, it was an opportunity for me, and you know, uh, I was you know I was very actually when I went to to Memphis to try out for them, I, I thought that was what, <laughs> we were in St. Louis because the stadium was so beautiful. But uh, yeah, the up and down, you know, all the way through the organization, uh, St. Louis is a very nice place to be.
1: You mentioned your time as a football player at Mississippi State. That's a, a big school for football. And, uh, you, know, to, uh, uh, you know, eventually, um, you know, you, uh, you, you made the decision to eventually pursue baseball uh, instead of football. Now, what was behind uh, that decision? And what were some of the major differences that you noticed right away before uh, between, you know, playing at a big college football school and then, you know, going into college baseball at Pensacola?
2: All right, uh, great question too. Uh, that was uh, a lot of it was, you know, you know being a, a witness of the game. You know, I love football. I mean, I love baseball too. You know, I mean, baseball was actually my first uh, sport I ever played. You know, growing up, my uncle was the president of a of Warrenton Ballpark back in Pensacola, and uh, you know, my, my mom really didn't even want me to play no football. She didn't. He just wanted me to go outside and and play around and, and, and enjoy nature and, and grow up and be a, a, a young boy. But, um, uh, yeah, man, um, it was it was it was based upon for me, you know, the situation uh, of what happened at Mississippi State and um, a lot of my uh, decision making. And, and it altered things to, uh, uh, for me to have to open my eyes and really, you know, you know, take on, you know, my responsibility, and move ahead with my life. And right. baseball, you know, came, but next, you know, what I, mean? I mean, I shouldn't yeah. say next, but it was uh, Doug Martin showed up at my doorstep and he was like, "Man, look, I think you should." You know, he was the assistant uh, coach or pitching coach over there at Pensacola Junior College, and he was like, "Hey." You know, try baseball. And I was like, you know, why not? You know, it was something mm-hmm. for me to actually get back in football. You know, it's that's a that's a man's game. You know what I'm saying? I love it. You know what I mean? Don't get me don't get me wrong. You know, I had an ACL injury. You know, coming out of high school and you know uh, things like that, it kind of beating my body up a little bit. And baseball was a little, you know, a little calmer. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's what I recognized. When I got here too is when I started playing baseball. Rather, is, is how you know we go from two days in football to you know we just hitting the baseball, walking around, and you know you do a little workout. You do a little. I Me and it's, it's gotten you know, it's different. You know the, how yeah. how practices ran, how the games were played. You know you, you know it was like a, you everybody is a cornerback you know, on the defense on the defense, you know what I'm saying, in baseball. Everybody got their own position on your own island. You know, that was the difference, uh, that I recognized uh when I made that, that decision to come and play baseball. But at the same time it was great though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah, because uh football I was able to carry some of those football, you know, skills and all that kind of stuff to uh baseball and, and it helped me and uh you know I'm continuing and now.
0: And that's uh, former St. Louis Cardinal Adron Chambers with us here on Around the Diamond. And uh, Adron, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit off mic and at the field about your love for the game of baseball. So, what brought you towards the love of the game for baseball?
2: Uh, this my my uncles and you know my cousins. You know we all we played basketball, football. We did it all in the yard. You know right in front of my grandmother's house, at my cousin's house. Man, we just we, we grew up playing. You know. Just being sports, you know, athletic and running around and playing. And baseball was just that one that you know, you can just hit the ball as hard as like you can take all your energy, everything that you have, put it towards that ball. And mm-hmm. man, it was a unbelievable feeling. And we just carried it on. And you know, my my family seen it. You know, my mother, they like I said, they supported me. They always had me in practice. And you know, what I'm saying it was just. Uh, you know, it was a, it was embedded in me. I guess I can say you know what I'm saying, and uh, I'm very thankful for that too. Because you know, baseball is a wonderful sport. I really, uh, I think I think when you play the game right and you do everything, you know, play it hard and you know really be competitive, you know what I'm saying, uh, with yourself, you know, you can really find that baseball is a wonderful, wonderful sport.
0: Adron, I want to move over to your 2010 and 2011 season in AAA with the St. Louis Cardinals system, and and that was the year that, of course, you you made your major league debut. Uh, Adron, I mean, what you know, of course, the Cardinals at that point had moved a lo- some pieces around. They had traded Colby Rasmus. Was that kind of the gateway for you getting the call up to the major leagues and and finally getting uh, your first at bat and your first major league hit?
2: <laughs> I hope so. I mean I, mean, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but. Uh... I mean, I, 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 who who to say I would have, you know, stayed healthy and did all that stuff, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, I didn't know then. The only thing I was trying to do was get there, you know what I mean? I didn't understand. I didn't care about no trade. I, I figured if, if I would go out there and I would hit the ball, I would get on base, I'd catch it when it's hit to me, I felt like, you know, if you can continuously do that, you know, with this game, you gon' I mean, you gon' get to where, you know. I mean, if you're not faster than, you know, the guy, he can hit better than you. I mean, it's gonna be a problem. So you gotta be the best. You gotta be the best out there. So it's uh, that's what it's all about. You know, giving it your all and and and, and seeing what happens. You know, what I'm saying you can't really dial how you want things to be. You know, I don't care how fancy or how close it can get. You know what I'm saying, but. You just got to work hard and focus and, you know, stay conscious of yourself and, you know, good things that happen to you. I really believe that.
1: Well, and talking about good things happening to you uh, in that 2011 season, what a crazy year uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. You eventually uh, would uh, go to the World Series and win the World Series with that team. Um, And, you know, I, you kind of just talked about it in that last question. You mentioned that you would take it, like, kind of play, like one play at a time, and and really not think too far ahead. So you really, I'm sure you couldn't have imagined being in the World Series uh, and uh, and playing in the World Series, uh, probably just even like a year before that.
2: Right. You know, that's what <laughs> that's good. You know, what I'm saying it's like yeah. you know, the more and more you, the more and more you stay in the moment. And, and you live in the moment and you appreciate the moment and you know what i'm saying you you eat up the moment you know what i'm saying you uh, you really i think you really find find appreciation appreciation for yourself and you prepare yourself and, and actually my roommate uh Coco we were just talking about that you know right before y'all called it was like you know the the more you stay in the present moment you can you can be ready you know if you if you stay ready you don't have to get ready you know what I'm saying? I think that the the bishop, uh, Magic uh, Don Juan, I think he said that. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I I really believe. I really believe if you stay in the moment and you appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about the World Series. That ain't that's the that's the that's just the 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 nip in the butt. You know what I'm saying? That's a nip. I mean, it's it's just the start. You know what I mean? Right. And, and how you can progress and, you know, see things be. But, you know, I do love the fact that we won the World Series together. And I love that 2011 World Series team. I, I think about them and, I, and I, I think about them every single day, every day.
0: And we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will be still joined with Adron Chambers as he will talk about that big 2011 World Series team and the big David Freeze moment with the triple and the home run that's coming up next on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9.
2: Hi, this is Daniel Cordero from the Ottawa Champions Baseball Club and you are listening to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9.
0: As you mentioned, that's former St. Louis Cardinal and former World Series champion in 2011, Adron Chambers here here with us on Around the Diamond. And uh, Adron, just before I, I get to you know some of the clips uh, that had happened in that big 2011 uh, World Series team and uh, your reactions, all that, I want to ask you. And, and you know, I believe if a, I think I'd kind of found this out on the internet um, it, before Game Seven, you were dressed, you were on the bench, ready to play. Uh, because of uh, you know an emergency replacement for Matt Holliday uh, before Game Seven of the 2011 World Series, so I mean, I mean, how much did that mean to you in to put the uniform on and dress for uh, Game Seven of the World Series and maybe the the biggest Game Seven in uh, baseball history in terms of the World Series?
2: Right. I I mean, that was uh that was it was uh, sup- uh, spontaneous. <laughs> that's what it was it was it was uh you know i actually was in a restaurant eating uh with my my girlfriend at the time Mm -hmm. uh and and it came on the news it was on espn that matt was was you know gonna go you know i was gonna be replaced for him and i read it i mean i just turned my head and i looked and seen it it was crazy and uh man i ran back to the to the locker room i mean i'm already in the lock in the dugout you know what i'm saying with the team you know you know i was on the roster in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff so i was already in the in the in the, in the dugout I just didn't have my cleats on so to be able then that's what i was thinking about to be able to put my cleats on you know my i got every, my uniform you know what i'm saying i'm 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 fully dressed you know what i'm saying so if you need me i'm ready to go i kind of thought i was going to start that game that's why I, <laughs> That's why I ran to the to the stadium. You know what I'm saying? I thought, "Can we get ready to play?" You know what I'm saying? I'm about to hit me a home run in a game seven. <laughs> you know I was going on in my head? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I said, you can, it ain't gonna always play out how you want it, but you know, you know, my mind was on. I'm I'm about to I'm about to go for the cycle. You know, and I'm gonna make a <laughs> game winning catch. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what was going on in my mind. And what made it even more beautiful and that's just what like I said, you know what I'm saying? That's just a myth in the butt from how I was thinking. Look, we end up winning the whole damn thing, you know what I'm saying? That was even, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, hitting the cycle and all that kind of stuff and we end up as a collective whole, a team. We won the whole, you know what I'm saying, the, the game. The whole mission, you know what I'm saying, was to to win the game. So, yeah, dog, it was uh it was Unbelievable,
0: and Adron, you talk about some big games and some but big. Hits. yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. And you talk about some yeah. big games and some big hits. We're gonna play a, a big hit that uh, you had the chance to to see on the bench with the St. Louis Cardinals. It was actually your boy, uh, David Freeze in 2011. So I'll, I'm gonna hear your re- reaction right after this clip. Yeah.
2: We will see you tomorrow.
0: Freeze has tied it. Seven seven. Unbelievable. So I, I guess Adron, what can you tell us about that moment there and what was going through the team's head at that point when, when Freeze had went on and, and hit the triple to tie the game? You guys were down to your last strike, so I mean what can you tell us about that whole experience there?
2: Man, you know, I didn't this video so many times. I almost can recite everything that he said, almost. <laughs> but uh, that right there was crazy, man, because it was, uh, that was, uh, you know, you're down to your last strike, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, think about being down to your last whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how many times you sit back and think about that, but or that happened to you, but it just felt, it was like, it was almost like an empty moment, like you felt, we felt stronger than ever, but at the same time, you know it. This is the last chance. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving it all. I'm focused. You know, all the energy from the fans and the dugout. You know, from the manager. From, you know, everything that was. And we was at home. You know what I'm saying? All that energy was directed towards that moment. I believe that helped him. I bet you hear say that too. You know, all of that energy that was in there. You know what I'm saying? It was an un it was togetherness. Even the Rangers, you know what I'm saying? Probably the only <laughs> yeah. people, you know what I'm saying? You know, the pitcher, you know, he's the one that was really, you know, having that that rush, I can say. He got the ball in his hand. That's also why I love the pitcher, too. But, you know what I'm saying? He has, you know, Tom Spencer, you know, my manager back in A-ball, he, he used to say, that ball going to go wherever you throw it to. And that bar going to go wherever you throw it to. So, you know, when, when David, you know what I'm saying, when he did that, man, it was, that was crazy. That was, I mean, I remember being on top of the dugout, I mean, on top of the, the seats that we sitting on, standing on top of them with my hands in the air like, yes, you know what I'm saying? We just, we tied, you know what I'm saying? We tied the <laughs> yeah. game. It ain't even, right. you know what I'm saying? You're thinking about winning too, but you're just happy that we tied. Hell yeah, yeah we one step closer, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So.
0: And of course that's Adron Chambers former St. Louis Cardinal joining us here on Around the Diamond and uh, you know you and I had kind of talked about this in the Champions Dugout. There was another big hit in that game. I'm going to play this clip of course and uh, we'll do kind of the same thing with the freeze hit. This was Lance Berkman after uh, tying the game a second time down to their last strike. So, Adron, that was another big play in that game. Of course, uh, you know, this was one of the the biggest games in history. I remember watching it as a kid. So Yeah, same. (laughs) Berkman, you know, came through for you guys again.
2: Hey, man, check. It's almost like, you know, me remembering as you were, you know what I'm saying, I'm thinking about, you know what I'm saying, everything playing in my mind is like, we all expected, because he was like, he was, I think he had two strikes on him, too. You know what, what I'm saying? He was 2-0. You know what I'm saying? Like, two strikes, no ball. Like, and it was almost, we still, like, was like, that's Lance. You know what I'm saying? He's going to come through. You know, you can't see Lance making the last out. So, we wasn't even thinking that way. A lot. The crazy thing is, like you said, a lot of people don't even remember that, because that the David home run. You know what I'm saying? And the triple. He did two things. You know what I'm saying? But... Lance you know it was a it was another player in that game that you know what I'm saying uh she was a whole bunch of but anyway that uh lance it it was almost like he was he was an old you know he was he's been playing that game for a long long time, you know what i'm saying arthur road, you know what i'm saying they it just seemed like that when the moment came for them they were prepared, you know what I mean they were prepared and they trusted. You know what I'm saying? What they work with and how they got there and what they do and what they believe. You know what I'm saying? So, the moment was for him, and, um you know, uh, and I was happy to be a part of that.
1: And there was another moment a couple uh, innings later from David Freeze once again uh, a walk-off home run to win the game and force uh, game seven. So, we have that clip right now, too.
2: Hits it in the air to we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: now adron uh three times in world series history a team has been down to their last strike and two of those times it happened in that game to you guys and Mm. you managed to come through what was the feeling going through your head when david freeze hit that home run
2: that we finna win the world Series, baby Oh, that's the, hey, I ain't like, hey, our manager told us, if we win game six, we will win game seven. He said that. Wow. He said that. In Texas, when we lost, he said, fellas, if we go back home, got a beautiful chance. If we win game six, we're going to win game seven, I'm telling you. And it was like a book. Was being written, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was when we won that man. It was like we we knew, you know what I'm saying? We just knew that this was our World Series. I mean, Josh Hamilton hit a home run and put them back. You know what I'm saying? On top, like yeah. Jake Westbrook closed out a beautiful inning right before that David Freeze home run. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was so many pivotal, very very. Uh, distinct moments, man, that anything could have happened. You know what I'm saying? Anything could have happened. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, like I said, Man, I think about it, every single, I use it. You know what I'm saying? I, every piece of it, I use it in my everyday life. And uh, I really wish I can talk to some of these guys. And, and I mean, I'm pretty sure if we've seen each other, you know, we would, you know, talk about it, but, I hope they're doing well. I mean, I, I, I really, that was uh, a time to, to keep forever.
1: Now, Adron, you mentioned your manager, uh, which was Tony Laruza And th- that guy is one of the, uh, he's one of the greatest managers uh, to manage in baseball history. So uh, what what effect did he have on your career when you were playing for the Cardinals?
2: Oh, he had a um uh, you know a big effect because, you know, he was the like the, the man in charge around there, you know, when I when we would go to spring training, yeah, you know what I'm saying, that's what we would see. You know, he would walk around in his spandex, you know what I'm saying, like in front of everybody. He didn't care. He did what he you <laughs> know what I'm saying. He just he did his you know what I'm saying, he did his thing, you No, know, you know what I'm saying, respectfully. And um uh, and and so, you know, seeing him you know, you knew he he had to say and who was gonna be out there on the field and and things like that. You know, so you you tried to me, you know what I'm saying. Especially I, you try to do your best and and perfect your technique. You know what I'm saying and you know be prepared. So when, if you get that chance or when you, when that time comes for you, that you that you uh be ready. And, and if you and like I said, you if you are ready, you stay ready got to get ready. So, you know he had a. Many, many stories to tell me, a whole bunch of, a little small little key, you know, him telling me about Ricky Henderson wow. you know, when he was with him and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I would go in his office all the time and, and just talk with him and, you know, he would just pick my brain. and <clears throat> I think that's what also what helped me, you know, be able to be with the team. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just what I did on the field. It was what I was doing in the locker room and at my house and, you know, what kind of man I was being because, you know, when, you know, obviously in all of this stuff, sometimes I think, you know, I was out there on the field, you know what I'm saying? the way we talk about it, the way people even come up to me, and you was part of us, so I was like, I ain't played But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when when you have a a, a, a moment like we did in 2011, moments, you kind of, And as you, like, I've gotten older now, you see how important the little things are. You know what I'm saying? You see, I'm not saying that, you know, things wouldn't happen if this would happen. But what I'm saying is you kind of pay attention of the things that you were conscious of and the things that you did, especially the decision. We all got to make decisions. So this decision that I'm making right now is going to help me 10 years. You know what I'm saying, from now. If I get to that point, that's why it's so important to to appreciate that moment. You know what I'm saying? Though this moment, I should say.
0: And you're right well, about Yeah,
2: man, I'm talking. Go ahead.
0: Now, Adron, we're just going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to touch on uh, some more moments uh, from your career in 2011 with the St. Louis Cardinals and winning the World Series. That's up next on Around the Diamond here on CKDJ
1: Hi, this is Billy Horn from the Ottawa Champions Baseball Club, and you're listening to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9.
0: I was just going to say you're right about that because, you know, you mentioned all these moments that, you know, happen in that game. And uh, Adron, of course, another big moment was game seven. Chris Carpenter pitched an excellent ball game uh, for you guys oh, and, ended up, and ended up winning uh, the World Series. You were dressed for that game. And Adron, like we did earlier, I'm going to play the clip and then we'll hear your reaction. Two thousand eleven. And what a big moment for you guys! So, I mean, what was going through your mind when you went onto the field and realized that you guys were World Series champions and on top of the world, Adron?
2: I almost I almost make me. You say on top of the world? I really, it does feel like that. But uh, uh, if I knew what that felt like, it was it was it was normal made me want to cry right there. It was it was more that. That's when I felt like. I really honestly felt that baseball was more than just a game. You know what I'm saying? It it, it, it gave me perspective. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, like I said before, I appreciate it. It was, I mean, I wish you could see some of the videos that I've, I've seen an 80 something year old woman dancing in her living room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It was like you just, you see people crying. They show videos of people just crying because. And, and it ain't even that, like, they're afraid of something, but that moment is so precious that I'm pretty sure it was people crying over there for Texas, obviously, because they lost. But, you know what I'm saying? It was like it was so – that energy, man, was so in that very moment. And, and a lot of times – and, and I, know, I know it's in the game. The baseball is so beautiful. But we just have to keep it that way, you know what I'm saying? Keep it to where those type of moments – and not just have to wait till you get to the World Series. You know, every game is a World Series game. You know what I'm saying it's appreciated and have fun. But yeah, man, I'm talking about yeah, that that's uh it's still like I said, we're gonna be talking about this from years to come and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be more things and I'm a, I'm gonna be able to, you know, think of and that's gonna come up and uh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make it sound even better.
0: And Adron, I wanted to ask you about something that you did uh, in terms of a ceremonial first pitch. And one of the best Cardinals of all time uh, was Ozzy Smith, and of course Hal Lanier was uh, uh, his his coach at third base, and he's your manager now. A little bit of a connection there, but uh, I mean, how was that moment for you to be able to catch Ozzy Smith's uh, you know first pitch at a, at the beginning of the ball game?
2: And I got Lou Lou Brock too, man. It was crazy. You mm-hmm. know what's so you no know, crazy about Ozzy, man? Ozzy uh, Ozzy can steal like like ground balls you know what I'm saying he was doing stuff that you know what I'm saying and, that showed you that he was really really good at at playing that position or, or getting a ground ball or playing baseball you know what I'm saying because that's that's what that's what was so impressive with it you know what I'm saying he would get out there in spring training and take ground balls like like and that was, you know what I'm saying, this is, you know what I'm saying, when I first seen Ozzy coming over, it was like 2000, and, uh, I want to say, 12, I think. Mm-hmm. This is a couple of years ago, so he was a little bit younger, moved a little bit. I, mean, I, <clears throat> I ain't seen him in a while, so. But that was, that. I mean, when he threw it to me, it was like a nice little, like, throwing catch, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Now,
1: um... Adrian, I just wanted to move on now to uh, this season. And with the Ottawa champions, of course, you started uh, with the uh, I believe it was in Bridgeport this year. Uh, and then, Gary, now you're in Ottawa. Uh, I, I know it's tough because you've only been here for a couple of weeks. But what's your initial impression uh, impressions, sorry, of the uh, the Ottawa champions? And, and do you think uh, your team can compete for a league championship this year?
2: Of course, I think we can compete for a championship. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh <clears throat> it's, it's – Ottawa is beautiful. Man, I love the stadium, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a nice stadium <laughs> that they have. In the for real, though, like, it's a really, really nice place to yeah. play baseball. See, the ball don't really fly out of the park, you know, for the home runs and stuff. But it's a beautiful place to play baseball, man. And, you know, just being an apartment I in the locker room is beautiful. It's a really, really nice place. And uh but uh the team, you know, it, I mean, from the first day I got here, you know what I mean? My first day I pulled up, you know, I got off the plane, came and met my manager Howler and Billy. It was like, you know, they will they welcomed me with open arms, man, that kinda, you know, helped, you know what I'm saying, me be able to be myself, you know what I'm saying, and and uh appreciate the, my teammates, you know what I'm saying? They 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 welcomed me with open arms. They didn't force anything. And I and you see it in the game. You see, you see it in our everyday play. It's only six teams, so, you know what I'm saying, in the league, it's going to look funny, you know what I'm saying, when you're talking about fourth place or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you can see that it's great baseball, you know what I'm saying. So It's uh, I think we're in a, in a wonderful position in that. And, uh, you, know, you know, let's play some baseball.
1: Now, what do you think of – uh, Canada and you know playing in Canada you're uh, you're over here north of the border now and the other thing too is your team is in Quebec right now um what what's it like for you to be in Quebec where there's a completely different language being spoken
2: Yeah actually I was just the lady just, she just came and made my bed up and I was talking with her and uh you know what I'm saying I was uh I was trying to talk you know what I'm saying like we were communicating you know she was speaking you know French, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. I was trying to learn it. And she was speaking a little, <laughs> you know, English. She was trying, I mean, some of it is English, but uh, it was cool. I mean, that I I, I I was talking to Coke, Col- uh, today too about that. If we,
0: yeah.
2: if I, if I knew how to speak French, I would understand the country a whole lot better. So I'm trying to work on that, but. um I mean, I just walked in my room a little while ago, and the and the wind was hitting my face, and it felt so good that I didn't want to. I love this place. It seemed, it seemed like a very very nice place to be. Canada. And of course, we walked. I ain't been. I ain't been all around Canada, but no, no. You know, Where I have been is where I have been is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's nice. It's a beautiful, beautiful country.
0: Well, of course, Ottawa and Canada is uh, opening you up with uh, open arms and uh, welcoming you to the c- to the city. And uh, that's going to wrap up uh, this ad- this uh, segment of Around the Diamond. Adron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck with your series in Quebec, and we look forward to seeing you when you come back to Ottawa to face off against the Capitals for the last four games of the, c- uh, the season.
2: No doubt, man. Y'all have a good one. Take care of yourself. Thanks very much, Adron. All right.
0: That was Ottawa champions, outfielder and former World Series champion with the St. Louis Cardinal, Adron Chambers. And boy, what an interview. Half an hour, Mike. And uh, uh, a great talk with him as he it's exchanged uh, it's his thoughts about uh, the big team in 2011.
1: It really is a treat to talk to guys uh, like Adron Chambers, major leaguers who uh, really have that kind of passion for the game and uh, no doubt about it that's a major league personality in adron chambers that we've brought here to ottawa and it's no doubt going to help the champions as they gun for a can-am league title
0: and this guy has played in some big games as pinch re- uh, pinch hitting pinch running bunting and all yeah. that sort of stuff so
1: well yeah he was a utility guy in the majors yes and uh could come into games late in games in those kinds of situations
0: and you know He's been in a World Series before, so he knows exactly, you know, pressure situations. But when we come back, we're going to talk about a big signing with the Ottawa champions. Eric Gagne will be starting on September 5th, but you'll have to stay tuned because coming up next, Mike and I will share our thoughts about that. That's all here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107. Welcome back to Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 1079, home to every single Ottawa Champions game. And uh, boy, Mike, what a interview with Adron Chambers. We talked to him for three full segments, 35 minutes, and what a talk with him.
1: Yeah, I only expected him to talk for, uh, you know, and I'm sure you did too, only like 10 minutes or so because that's usually how long these uh, these interviews go. But uh, Adron Chambers just had so much to say about his career, about the World Series uh, when he played for the St. Louis Cardinals, what he has taken away from that. He's a guy uh, that has a lot to say in terms of how he goes about living his life, and he's not afraid of telling that story to other people. And um, he's a very interesting guy, a good conversation too.
0: And what a nice segue to the Ottawa champions as we're talking about four major leaguers. And yep. another major leaguer that's going to be making an appearance for the Ottawa champions, a former uh, Cy Young Award winner and World Series champions with the Boston Red Sox, is Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne, of course, a native of Quebec, and uh, is going to be making a start for the Ottawa champions. Is a uh, minority owner, I believe, part owner with the Eglis. Yeah. And uh, is going to do this for a good cause to... Uh, Thank the fans, and, uh, you know, the money's going to go to charity. There's going to be sales. Uh, Mike, what can you tell us about September 5th, Eric Gagne making a start for the yeah. Ottawa
1: champions? He, he decided to come into Ottawa uh, to play these games. Uh, Montreal native Eric Gagne, uh, part owner of Trois-Rivières, but as far as I know, he's on his way out of Trois-Rivières as a part owner. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think that uh, that th- that really had a large uh, uh partaking uh in that but um no it's uh it, it's something that you know I think that with when you look at Eric Gagne when you look at Eric Gagne he's somebody who uh has a lot of pedigree and not only for uh baseball in general as a former Cy Young award winner but somebody from Canada and uh, a Canadian he's from Montreal as I just mentioned before so You know, seeing somebody like that who's still 40 years old, he's still got something left in the tank to play at a professional baseball level, coming in here and pitching for the champions is big. Now you ask me what I can tell you about the game. So Gagne will come in. He will play in one game, only one game. That's the biggest question that everybody has had. No, he will play on Labor Day Monday, and uh, that'll be it. He has been signed today, Friday. He was officially signed by the Ottawa champions and placed on the disabled list That was done so that he can be taken off the disabled list by Friday next week. That's when the champions are playing the Capitals. He can sit on the bench Saturday, Sunday, and then pitch on Monday. So he will do that, and then he will be released, uh, I assume, after the game on Monday. I'm not sure what the Ottawa champions uh, have planned in terms of uh, ceremonies or anything before the game, maybe welcoming Gagne to Ottawa, but I'm assuming something will be done because he really is uh, somebody who deserves that as a former Cy Young Award winner. Uh, So I would expect to see that. But uh, nonetheless, it'll be an event for sure. And we're going to get a lot of fans out. Last year, Gagné pitched for the Trois-Rivières Zaglas in a game in 2015, and he brought in uh, 6,000 fans to Trois-Rivières. And may I remind you, Dante, that that stadium only holds 4,500 people, so they had to add another grandstand, more extra seating in Trois-Rivières to fit in enough people to uh, to that game, six thousand and eighty eight people, I believe it was.
0: And I think that we're going to get around that here in Ottawa.
1: I would think that we should touch six thousand fans. I would expect to see it, but of course we can we only won't see it ten, right? If you well, because of the parking lot. <laughs> no, that's the only I thing. I I don't yeah. expect to see ten thousand fans uh, in the ballpark, but I would I wouldn't be surprised to see five plus.
2: Yeah, for and sure. uh, five to seven, y- I think. You
1: say. know, for a guy like Eric Gagne, he's he's a big name, and when you tell people. Uh, fans of baseball in Ottawa that he's coming in to pitch they want to see him so uh you can see this guy and you know what who knows how long he's, he's going to be last signing
0: autographs league. too
1: that's 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 right after the game. He's going to be uh, talking to fans um, uh, and uh, signing autographs and meeting a lot of the people, just promoting Can-Am League Baseball. That's what this event's all about, Dante.
0: And it's an event to thank the fans. And, Mike, thank you so much for uh, to kind of go through that. Uh, I believe uh, there's going to be a sale on uh, merchandise in the concourse as well. Yep, some good deals going on uh, for champions
1: merchandise at the uh, – at the merchandise stand on the concourse that's uh, right near the front doors to the stadium at RCGT Park.
0: Sounds good, Mike. And that's going to wrap up the August 27th edition of Around the Diamond. Thank you so much for coming on. You can follow myself on Twitter, Diamond underscore Dante. And you can follow Mike 96 Nellis. Is that correct? You bet. And uh, once again, that's going to wrap up the August 27th edition of Around the Diamond. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the interview with Adron Chambers because um, you can obviously you know, check for updates on my Twitter. I'm going to see if I can get Eric Gagne on the show for next week. So stay tuned, follow us on Twitter, and check out our SoundCloud Diamond Dante Audio. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.